Evening, Nick. Hi, Rue. How are you? I'm sleepy. How are you? I'm good. I'm still here. Still in your house. Still waiting. So we're three days overdue now. Are you Are you getting close? Do you think? Uh, the midwife came by this morning, and the baby is now two fifths engaged. This confused me. Uh, the baby's been three fifths engaged for the last couple of weeks. I was just about to say this sounds like it's going down, but is it? Is there some backwards measurement going on here? Well, that's it. So the midwife definitely said. The baby's now two-fifths engaged, and that's progress, so maybe it's counting down rather than up. So it's progress. I'm kind of in that falling into that complacent mode now. I'm feeling, well, this one's going to be ten days overdue, just like Toby was. So, yeah, in that dangerous complacent stage of not really thinking it could happen at any moment. It must be, um, yeah, quite weird, knowing that you might have to drop everything at any moment. Joe did phone me the other day, um, right at the end of the day, I think it was on Thursday, so, you know, two days overdue at that point. Thankfully, she had just texted me, and I'd seen the text to say, you know, can you get milk on the way home? So when this phone call arrived, I knew it wasn't going to be, come home, I'm in labour. Hmm. It was more, uh, did you see my text message? Right. That would have been quite a, a wake-up phone call to see Joe's number come up on the phone and think, is this it? Here yeah, we go. Right. Yeah, that would be scary. How's your week been? It's been good, thank you, yes. I mentioned last week he had like a cold and then seemed to recover from it. And then actually last night, about four in the morning, he wasn't really breathing very easily while while feeding and, and was giving up on feeding and was just clearly quite agitated. So I popped down the big Tesco, the 24 hours Tesco, at 4.30 in the morning and picked up some of wow. the saline drips that you mentioned. Um, and that really helped. Uh, it cleared it right up. So yeah, he was a much happier baby after that. Um, Excellent. Yeah, and generally, actually, so we're now one month in. Um, he's one month old today, and he's got to that stage where he's no longer seeming quite as nocturnal as he did right at the beginning, which is a very good thing as far as I'm concerned. Starting to find some sort of nighttime routine? Yeah, yeah, a nighttime routine and um, a willingness and ability to fall asleep in his crib in the bedroom. So he no longer has to be held and comforted and soothed quite as quite as frequently. You can pretty much after a feed and after a, a change you can pretty much put him down in the crib and and watch him fall asleep and that's great it means actually in the in the evenings we're getting some proper shut eye which is quite a relief i must say after a few weeks i thought i was beginning to go a little bit mad um but yeah i think the last two or three nights now we've we've been able to have you know good solid three hour chunks of sleep regularly which is uh yeah it's nice it feels good so i'm, I'm actually good. feeling feeling quite quite alive at the moment. I saw you mention in the week you'd got a Fitbit recently. You made the comment how you'd woken up feeling like you'd had like five minutes sleep, but it was reassuring for the Fitbit to tell you you'd actually had a decent amount. It makes a really big difference. Yeah, I think you can convince yourself that you're not sleeping at all and begin to worry that you're never going to be able to do anything during the day because you haven't slept. And you know, obviously I'm not sleeping nearly as much as I would have been few months ago but um yeah it's it's enough to get by on and hoping to see the numbers go up as well <laughs> i think at the, yes. at the moment i'm probably averaging something like four and a half or five hours a night um but that's yeah it's showing showing signs of improvement at the moment so yeah and he's so nice you know he's just such a nice little baby and he doesn't really make too much fuss you know he, he sleeps well and he feeds well and he doesn't scream at every opportunity you know he's unlike some babies that that i've met He's not 
I don't know what, what the what the term is for it. I think some people say fussy. You know, he's not a fussy baby. Yeah. Which is nice. Makes him quite quite pleasant to be around, really. Have you found any things to help settle him, or does he just tend to do it of his own accord? Um, I think he's learning to fall asleep, if you know what I mean. We've been reading a book. I wish I could remember the name of the book. I'm looking around desperately trying to see it. I might link to it in the show notes, because I, I don't have it yeah. in front of me. But um, I'm reading this book about babies and sleep it talks about how they they need routine and pattern but also they need to sort of learn how to soothe themselves to sleep initially they're going to need quite a lot of reassurance and comfort and they'll need to know you're there but gradually you can leave them a bit more to their own devices Uh, yeah and it's you know it doesn't suggest that you leave them to scream themselves to sleep and walk away from them from now i think for for a very young baby that would probably be quite a quite a scary mm. thing to do but it means if they show signs of discomfort or distress then you know immediately going to them and then and then gradually leaving leaving it for a bit longer each time and also moving oh we're not quite at this stage yet but moving the crib further and further away from the bed right which ours is now one of these um nct nest beds i think they're called where it pushes right up against the bed and it's got a drop side so that you can literally it's like an extension to the side of the bed um, okay. Yeah, it was really neat actually. It makes it very easy between between sort of sleeping and feeding, and yeah, it makes it much easier than than if you were having to stand up and reach over a, at the side of a crib. Yeah, less disruptive for for you guys as much for Oliver. Yeah, exactly. It's just really, really super easy. Um, and I guess gradually over the weeks, we'll we'll gradually you know lift the side of it up so that there's a bit of a barrier there, and then gradually <laughs> slide it further and further away in into the other corner of the room. Uh, and then eventually, after a few months, uh, you know, have him in a different room altogether. Yeah. Which is a weird feeling at the moment, but I'm, I'm sure we'll get there. I can remember with, when Toby first came home, you, I'd be lying in bed just listening to him breathing or uh, just moving round. And, but sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night and then not be able to go back to sleep until I heard some, some snort or some <laughs> sort of sound. Yeah. Which, if, he, if he's in a deep sleep, he's not doing any of that. So They can be very quiet, can't they? They can be very quiet. <laughs> very deceptively be, quiet. <laughs> yeah, and then you just suddenly, you find yourself very awake, just just not wanting to get out of bed and have a look, but just waiting for that snort to reassure you that everything's okay and you can go back to sleep. If, if Oliver's been in the Moses basket in the living room and I'm sat on the sofa next to him and and he's been very quiet for a while... I do occasionally watch to see if he's breathing, and I do occasionally get my either my head or my my hand right in, sort of close to his mouth, to see yeah. if see if I can feel any movement. And he's so small, and his lungs move so little that actually it's really hard to do. I suppose there are other times when it's very obvious, um, and especially with yeah. the with the snotty nose, um, it's been very hard to miss. But yeah, when when he's peaceful, he's very peaceful, and it would be mm. it would be hard to know actually from a distance. So Olive's still in with you. One topic we, we've said we're going to talk about for a couple of weeks now are baby monitors. Yes, this leads nicely into knowing whether they're alive, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're alive or what are they up to? Are they settled? Yeah, uh, yeah all that sort of thing. So, um, I mean, we, we inherited a baby monitor from Joe's sister, so um, Toby's cousin, who's now seven. So the monitor that, that Josh had when he was a baby. Mm. But it was a... A very simple Tomy plug-in one, radio link, so it's not digital and anything like that. Um, had this rather unique feature that you'd have to turn on the base station in Toby's room, and then you had perhaps a minute 
to turn on the receiver before the base station turned itself off. Oh, okay. So they sort of pair over the... They they pair, but they but the transmitter side will turn itself off automatically if nothing pairs, which was often a real pain. Yeah, that because, sounds very annoying. Well, it would often be... We would assume the other one had grabbed the monitor to bring it downstairs or something like that. And we'd be both sat on the sofa thinking it's all very quiet upstairs. <laughs> And then we'd look over and realise neither of us had brought the monitor down and we have to go into his room, risk waking him to turn the base unit on and faff round. But we used that monitor pretty much every day for about two and a half years. Yeah, even as a two-year-old when he could pretty much get out of his bedroom and come and find us if he needed us. Mm. Uh, we still used it. So in the evenings then, I'm, I'm picturing, so he's you know a, a year old or whatever... Uh, he's in his room, you're maybe downstairs in the living room and you've you've just got a nice little hissing sound in the background of of yes. the the upstairs bedroom and you can hear if he's if he's distressed, is that the That's pretty much it. Interestingly also the next door's dog barking. Uh, you could which, hear that pretty well, could you? Yeah. They they used to have this really big Alsatian <laughs> right. that that when it went off would really go off and we couldn't really hear it in the living room because it's sort of opposite corner of the house but that's brilliant. Amplified uh, noises from outside. Yeah, that's it. And how about you? So I guess if he's still in with you, are you using one day in, day out? No, no, not at the moment, because we're pretty much always in the room with him at the moment. So we do have a baby monitor, but we haven't actually used it yet. And what have you gone for? Have you gone for, I mean, when you look at the features you can get now, you can get the ones with motion detection, you can get video, you can get talk back, there will be night lights. I mean, the... The list of features you can get are pretty pretty endless. Yeah, so. there's a lot of there's a lot of very full featured um, uh, baby monitor things, and I think we've gone for the most fully featured of them all. Uh, we went for the Tommy Tippy um, digital video sensor mat monitor. It's got everything. It's got a sensor mat that you put underneath the bed um, or underneath the mattress. I think uh, it's got a night vision camera for watching them it's got a little digital screen thing um so you can you can watch from a distance and talk back to them it, yeah it does all the things it's expensive um and i'm sure it's going to be really irritating i've got a feeling that the the mat thing you know the the mo- mm. motion sensing um might be the the feature that drives us completely mad but we'll see we'll see whether it's uh, any good um at the moment we haven't we haven't needed to use it but yeah it's there. It's waiting. That's that is pretty much got every feature you can go for on that one. All of the things. All the things. So the one we have used with Toby, which was handed down to us, it finally gave up the ghost last year sometime. So we we have gone and bought ourselves a new one for baby number two. But to be honest, we this this simple little radio one we had was um. It's just like a um like a walkie-talkie, really. Like a walkie-talkie. Uh, so we've got another one of those with with a couple extra features that it now does a night light in the base and it can play a lullaby um, remotely. But oh, so you, can, it, you can trigger it to play a lullaby? Yes. Oh, OK, yeah. this might be and one feature got... that ours doesn't do. Ah. But, so you, you push a button and, and sort of instant soothing over the uh, over the airwaves? Uh, I think so. We we haven't tried that feature out yet because Toby doesn't tend to need lullabies these days. No, I imagine but, uh, he's, he's <laughs> much more into um, children's television programmes. These days we don't rock him to sleep or things like that. Basically, he tells us to leave the room so he can f- 
finish looking at his books in private. Leave me to it. Yeah, he will, after he's had a couple stories, say, Daddy, you can go now. And that's pretty much, you're dismissed. You're dismissed. Please leave. You've served your purpose. I'm ready to go to bed now. Yeah, yeah. So you weren't tempted to go for one of the uh, iPhone-enabled ones so you could monitor them from anywhere around the world? Well, it was the one thing that that felt quite weird about this, this baby monitor was having a custom proprietary receiving unit which is, looks a lot like an iPhone. And it did make me think, well, why would you buy something that has a speaker and is, has a touchscreen on it? You know, that's, that's crazy. I've already got several devices that are just like that. Why not have a system which allows you to receive that on, you know, an iOS device of your choosing or an Android phone or, you know. Right. I've sort of gone along for the ride with this one. Rachel uh, had a look at what was out there and, and made the pick and went for, went for a pretty full-featured one. Um, yeah. So I'm pleased because you know it's gadgets and I get to get to play with it. Yeah. But no, we didn't go for a uh, we didn't go for a web enabled one. Well, as you know, I like to dabble with the Internet of Things, but yeah, I can't. A Wi-Fi enabled baby monitor isn't one that's grabbed me as a a must have. Well, I figure you're going um, to be in the house anyway, right? You're not going to really it, be in another building. Yeah, and also, it, you want it to be an ambient monitor. Mm. I mean, I don't know how the apps work, but if Toby starts crying or baby starts crying, whatever it might be, do I have to have the app running and all the time on my phone? Yeah, that's true. I've, I've not gone looking for answers because, frankly, they are ridiculously expensive. There's the Withings one, which you know, it's over £200 for the uh, the baby monitor part, and that's assuming you've, you're providing the phone to right. go with it, which is yeah. just a bit crazy. And as you say, having a dedicated device so that it's not you know tying up your smartphone it's actually something that's just there um, yeah all the time anyway is is pr- yeah. probably a, a benefit that's right it now. if we have a babysitter and joe and i go out for the evening with our phones do we give the babysitter access to our baby monitor over our wi-fi i suppose this way you, yeah you could spy on them from afar yeah well that i mean that that's the other issue with the security of these i mean there was that case in in houston was it last year where a hacker just started swearing at a child over the baby monitor because it was on the internet they'd hacked their way in and just for fun they just yeah just started they activated the call the talk back on the monitor goodness me that's horrible absolutely horrible and yeah a good story in itself around just the whole security side of the internet of things and Mm. i don't feel the need to wi-fi enable these things no but of course we'd love to hear from anyone who has gone down that route the talking back i I'm not even really sure about that, actually. I, did, did you find you used that a lot? Because there's a bit of me that thinks it's not going to be the same for the baby as having you in the room with them. So talkback we used more when Toby could talk to us. Yeah. So, so we'd have a conversation. You'd do, like, the voice of God. Of, <laughs> Go you know, to sleep. Sometimes handy for asking if he's done a poo. <laughs> you tend to recognise the pattern of you know, he's chatting away to himself, he goes quiet for a while, then starts chatting again. Mm-hmm. You think... He was concentrating on something he was for a while. Thinking though. about something. Did you find he associated it with you? Um, Did he know that it was you in another room talking to him, or because I can imagine a, a small child might get quite confused by this. There were some times early on where he would sort of go, "Daddy," <laughs> it's like you've become Is invisible. That you? Yeah. Beardy dads. Hi, I'm Rob Grundle. Um, hello, beardy dads. Um, I'm a father of two: uh, Finnegan, who's two and a half, and Thomas, who's three weeks. So we've just been going through kind of feeding sleep deprivation. A few 
things uh, I'd like to share, experiences and tips. They may work for you and also they may not. Brilliant. One thing for us um, the second time around that we found was really helpful was um, talking to Finn a lot about Thomas's arrival. So we talked a lot about the belly. Um, when we saw other babies, we'd point pointed out to Finn and say that look that's, that's going to be the baby uh, and whenever um, you know we'd get equipment into the house so uh, whether it was the new bed or whatever um, we'd say oh that's that's for the baby brother um, and he would, Finn would get very excited about it and would sometimes confuse the fact that you know the box actually uh, contained the baby brother uh, no 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 Finn the uh, the baby's not in the box the baby's still in mummy's belly another tip that was recommended to me that we found really helpful was um, when friends come around tell them beforehand to give a lot of attention to the other child and the older child so that they don't feel left out you know that they feel part of uh, the experience of celebrating this new life and, and that's been really good and in, actually in some cases friends have brought a gift for Finn uh, which has been um, just lovely really really thoughtful the way that we've been uh, feeding is uh, my wife Pam will feed Thomas most of the time except between 7 and 12 at night. So um, either we'll feed formula or um, if, if enough has been expressed, I'll be feeding that mm. to Thomas. And so that way Pam can get four or five hours sleep before 12 o'clock. Uh, consequently, I've been sleeping always after 12 o'clock until the morning, generally on the couch at the moment for maybe another week or so. And also I'm taking Finn to nursery in the morning, etc. So I'm... Of another tip which I'm not doing but I would really recommend is uh, look after yourself dads look after yourself when you're the uh, it's like an F1 support team isn't it you're, you're the guy who has to uh, get everything else done while mum gets on with the important stuff but what that means is that I've not thought about myself and that's actually been um, quite uh, debilitating in some ways in that I'll eat lots of sugar and I'll drink lots of coffee uh, unlike Rue, who seems like he was really smart and, and gave all that up. So I'm, I'm the opposite of that, and consequently I am I feel more tired, I feel less energy, I feel more stressed, which I think would be solved by just a little bit more care in what I eat and not just not just go for the impulse. So that's, uh, that's a tip that I'll try and do myself. <laughs> baby monitors, we use um, apps, we use Baby Monitor 3G. It's great, so you, you have to have two devices and you pair up the devices. So one device is the baby station and one device is the parent station, which, um, which you take with you. It's particularly great when you go on a holiday and there's 3G or Wi-Fi in the hotel and you can be a few floors up or down from your baby and, uh, and be connected. So you can, you can go and have a really nice dinner with your wife while your baby sleeps or doesn't sleep in the hotel room but at least you know where it's at and it's also got video capability so that's um that's really worked for us we, we have never had a, a hardware system and the last tip for us i've read various things uh various controversies about her and i think you know with any kind of baby raising technique there's always going to be for and against us but for us at least i'll say um tizzy hole save our sleep is a book that really worked for us um so um finn was really um ordinary sleeper um, at times I would be in his room lying on the floor next to him just so that he would sleep and then as soon as I try and creep out he'd wake up again um, we employed the routines in Tizzy Hole's book and um, Finn's now a seven to seven sleeper and hardly ever wakes during the night He's, it's it's brilliant and we'll be using her techniques again or her routines as she suggests to get Thomas onto a regular sleep cycle as quickly as possible okay 
thank you beardy dads uh ace talking with you ace listening to you always and you might hear from rob again sometime beardy dads Nick, we've had a question in from a listener. Listeners' questions. The Twitters have been abuzz with Peter Fletcher, a.k.a. at Joyfeed, asking us, uh, at what age does it become appropriate to start throwing your child up in the air and catching them? I don't know the answer to this question. I'm hoping you do, because I really want to throw him up in the air and catch him. That seems like a huge amount of fun. Is it, uh, is it something you remember doing quite young? Yeah, I think I, I should caveat everything I'm about to say is, I, off the top of my head, I don't know what what genuine medical advice is on this um, <laughs> and we are not trained medical professionals and yes anything we say should not be taken as advice and etc etc sometimes it feels like we should just open with that disclaimer in every episode but maybe i'm just overly cautious i don't remember doing too much of that when he was tiny mm. i think there's certainly a sweet spot of they're not too small that catching them isn't going to to hurt them before they get so big that it's hard work to even throw, yeah. <laughs> right. Toby's definitely at the point where you can do it a couple times, but when he says again, 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 you, you have to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> it's hard work. It is hard work. And at the other end of the scale, I suppose uh, you know Oliver's very small and very um, obviously less fragile than than he was the day he was born. But yeah, he's he's still got big soft bits in his skull, and he's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't quite feel comfortable giving him a three foot fling in the air and then and then catching him I, I don't think you'd find it very funny at the moment no i mean you can do the fun thing of you throw them up but you never quite let go yeah you get a bit you, of free fall without you give them being the, in the air yeah you give them the free fall but your hands are still very much there and yeah i don't know i'd just be worried about catching the right bit <laughs> yeah you don't want i got to, him but i got him by the ear and it was a mess exactly you don't want to go down that route so it's not one i'm going to set a specific age on do it when you think you're confident you're going to catch them. <laughs> and for some people, that might not be for a very, very long time. You know I'm quite a clumsy man, right? Yeah. Yes, that that thought that did occur to me when we started talking about this. Um, I'd, I'd suggest you leave that to Rachel. I generally navigate the house by bumping into things. It gets especially bad when I'm tired as well. So at the moment, when I'm carrying him around, I'm having to be extra careful about not just bashing into walls. You, you already know where the sharp corners are, then. Yep. Yeah, there's a fair bit of that. We have got some, um, I know you, I've seen these in your house, these uh, things that cover corners of sharp objects. You might put them on a coffee table or a, yeah. um, you know, a, a sticky out thing in the kitchen. Just little bumpers. Um, yeah, bumpers for, for sharp corners. We've got a whole pack of them. Uh, we have yet to put them on anything in the house because obviously Oliver's quite a long way away yet from being uh, being a danger to himself. He's, he's not very mobile yet. Yeah. Did you have a particular couple of corners that you secured against, or was it a question of finding every sharp corner of, on in the entire house and covering them all up? Uh, we certainly didn't do everything. Um, you know, we're not bundling them up in cotton wool, but there were certainly some corners around where he plays. You know, the the space where he is going to be charging around in. Mm. There were just a couple. You know, coffee table type. Just put a couple on just in case. Forehead level things. Yeah, forehead level and. Uh, things like that just I'm just looking around now in fact I can still see one with you know he's three and a half years old yet we've still got one on one corner there um I've no idea why we haven't removed that by now our living room dining room is on a split level with some steps in between so there are just three quite small steps between the two Mm. and we did wonder would we need a stair gate between the two but that's actually been quite handy because it's a nice 
very small run of steps for Toby to learn steps on. Yeah, that's good for practicing. Good for it? practicing. And he, he tumbled down them a couple of times and in a nice, gentle fashion. Never been a problem, but... If you can hear a crackling noise in the background, it's very heavy rainfall. Oh, yes. Now you say it, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like water flowing over the top of the gutter to me. That's annoying. Mm. Mm. Job for tomorrow? Maybe. If the rain stops, ever. It's been very wet, hasn't it? Beardy dads! So what else have you been up to this week, Rue? What have I been up to? Oh, I did, um, I did a first. I had to register a birth for the first time. That was quite exciting. Excellent. It did involve answering some questions that I, I sort of should have realised were going to be asked, um, but I hadn't really given any thought to until we got there. Things like, what's your occupation? I, I went with product manager in the end, because that that's what I am. That's what I call myself at work. And of course that means now his name is locked in. There's no changing it. Set in stone. Set in stone. I don't know actually whether you could then change it. But yeah, certainly as far as the birth certificate goes and, and what he is what he's down down as. I, I think we were pretty confident about it already, actually. I think even before he was born we were very happy with the name. So that was fun. And yeah, the only other thing that happened this this uh, week was we celebrated our first proper anniversary he's now one month old exactly which is oh. amazing i can't believe it's gone by so fast it, it's flown by i think given we were expecting about a week's difference between oliver arriving and ours arriving the fact it's a month and yeah it's now at least it's a month. going to be at least a month it's going to be another <laughs> part of me is assuming it's going to be at least be next friday it's going to be at least 10 days like toby was so yeah i suppose especially having had last time round, um having had to be induced it's what you're used to now, isn't it? It's fine. Exactly. That's how it's done, isn't it? But the <laughs> midwife did say Winston now will go up to 12 days before inducing. Okay. So it, it's a weird feeling that by this time next week, give or take a day, the baby will be here no matter what. It'll be forced out one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, for, for all the uncertainty of whether it's going to happen before then, knowing for a fact next weekend is yeah. is going to be so by the first by the end of the first week of february then yeah he's going to be out right that's it he or she i mean we, we don't know we don't know it was funny a colleague mentioned to me today that i tended to use the he pronoun much more than the she pronoun and was that a subconscious thing that that's what i'd prefer i don't think so you've got to use something rather than it you're trying to do an equal number of he's and she's would get just a bit <laughs> it's quite gets quite convoluted so i think bumps can be it i don't think there's a problem with having a non-gender specific pronoun for a for an unborn baby true but when you start talking about when it arrives that that starts getting a bit impersonal a bit dehumanizing perhaps. yes yeah it's hard isn't it we need a we need a pronoun that implies love but not gender yeah. <laughs> yes not so coldly detached as it yeah, it's what you use for objects rather than for unborn human beings. Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. Beardy dads. <laughs> I said beardy dads. We had an exciting thing happen this week. We we had uh, the iTunes Twitter account, uh, which I didn't realise there was such a thing, but, but there is, and it's got a quarter of a million followers, uh, and it, it tweeted a link to Beardy Dads podcast and said it was a good thing in so many words. I don't remember exactly how it said it was a good thing, but I remember it, it talked about pratfalls and pitfalls, which is not how I would have described it, but it was very nice to be mentioned. It was very nice. I, when I saw that, I thought, I don't remember us describing like that. I think they've listened to it. They've come up with their own description of us. Exactly. So 
it's not just some random bot going around picking up podcasts. Yeah, they've used a whole new word in the description. But anyway, we've um, we've had a few a few extra uh, listeners, some of whom have said hi on Twitter. Thank you for that. And one of whom I note has left a review on iTunes, which is very nice. That's brilliant. It is, and it's a really nice review as well. Shall I read it? To Go you? for it. It's from uh, Thirty Five Latvia, and she, I worked out, says. I'm not sure why I downloaded this podcast. My baby is 23, and I'm not close to being a granny yet. I listened on the way to work. I loved it. I learned loads about how things have changed since my days. Essential listening for normal dads to be. Keep up the good stuff. Nice, honest dialogue. Isn't that a brilliant That's review? That's lovely. We're hitting our um, core demographic of slightly older ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, if, if any of you want to review, then the link to the podcast on iTunes is on the blog. And if you want to contribute, podcast at beardydads.co.uk or you can find us on Twitter at beardydads. Yeah, do say hi. Um, and if you leave a nice review, we might might read it out and, and say hello. Probably will, I expect, because I'm not expecting to see too many of them. Um, and uh, I'm enjoying this, Nick. What are we now, four weeks into it? This is, this is episode four. It's a lot of fun. So we'd love to see the comments you guys send us on Twitter and to the email address. This isn't us trying to give out, dole out sage advice. I mean, this is us chatting about what we experience and what we think, and you know, we want to hear from you guys. You know, that's exactly why I'm doing this. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've got any answers. It's more being able to use this to to have other people help me is exactly that's the it. selfish motivation. I mean, as Thirty Five uh, Latvia said, it's nice, honest dialogue. And, yeah. Nice, honest dialogue. Even this week, actually, I've I've got lots of questions that I'd love listeners' help with. Oliver's quite small. I don't think he speaks English yet. I don't think he's really listening if, if there's a film or some, you know, age-inappropriate music on in the background. At what point does that cease to be the case? Uh, is it when he starts talking? Is it before he starts talking? Um, I've recently watched American Psycho in the same room as him and uh, and Seven, the Brad Pitt film. It didn't feel weird, it didn't feel wrong, because I, I don't think he's taking any of that in, really. Um, and it wasn't loud, so it wasn't making him jump or anything. But at some point in the next few months i think that is going to feel weird and i don't know what i should be looking out for what's the what's the moment where that that goes from being just background babble that he's not paying any attention to at all to something which is scarring him for life i think when you find him playing with a cardboard box on one of his toys <laughs> you know you know you've gone wrong did your viewing habits change immediately after birth or was it something that shifted over time i think it it shifted fairly quickly um i think it was just that slight sense of unease over who knows what they take in when but also if you're sitting down to watch a film you don't want to be disturbed by a baby crying in the room you wait till the baby's settled down and asleep then you you hope for some uninterrupted time so if you've got any views or opinions or anecdotes or experiences uh, or confessions about anything we've talked about today or anything to do with, with dadhood or parenthood, uh, do get in touch. The email address is podcast at beardydads.co.uk and we're at beardydads on Twitter. So yeah, say hi and, and let us know if you've got any uh, any thoughts, any questions, any ideas, any tips. Tips are especially useful at the moment. Things that I might find useful or, or that Nick coming into dadhood for the second time might find useful. Please do get in touch. You know, really something we've forgotten to do? What's that? We've forgotten to thank Wes West for our theme tune. 
oh, that was remiss of us because he's done a very good job on that theme tune. And even from the first week, people were saying to me how impressive it was that Beardy Dads had a visual and a, uh, an audio identity right from the beginning. And that's that's mostly down to your hard work with Vector Graphics and Wes's hard work with a brilliant little jingle. It was lovely of him. It's amazing how it all came together in those the three days between the inception of the podcast and recording episode one. Yeah, it was good. So yes, thanks Wes. Yeah, thanks Wes. Uh, and we'll see you all this time next week if Nick hasn't uh, hasn't been rushed off to hospital with his uh, with his now very heavily pregnant wife. Yes. Speak to you all soon. Good luck, Nick. Thanks, Reed. See you soon. Bye. Bye.